Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Colleen Meyer with Meyer and Mintz LLC, bringing you Fearless in Pink. We have a very, very interesting and wonderful guest here with us today. Her name is Diana Gremian, and she's going to talk to us. Her, her business is called Save Her Life, and she's going to talk to us about um, surviving 9-11, the financial crisis, and maybe a little bit of trauma uh, towards the very end. So, um, Diane, Diana, tell us a little bit about you that I did not cover in that intro. Yeah, um, so one, one thing that not many people know about me is that, you know, even though I do this work as an international speaker, author of Manifest Your Dreams and work as a coach as well, that that many people don't realize that I actually struggled a lot with being introverted, struggled with my weight, um, and never ever imagined that I would do the work that I do right now. I am naturally super analytical, uh, highly practical, more of a person with a naturally negative mindset. So many people are, are really surprised to find out and see the work that I do. And they're like, wait, you have a negative mindset naturally? Like they don't see it, but I think that it actually makes me um, have an ability to relate to people of all different backgrounds and all different life experiences because I've had the chance to advise billion dollar deals for Fortune 500 companies, but I've also had the chance to cook Michelin starred meals for President Obama because I worked as a chef. And what that means is that I have the ability to speak to um, to the CEOs, to the folks like that, but I also can speak to the cooks and show them how to transform ingredients. And I have, um, and I'm really grateful for that very varied life experience, but I'll tell you, Colleen, it was not by choice to have made a lot of these jumps in life, even if I am really grateful for where it's taken me. So let's talk about some of those jumps. Now, um, we talked a little bit about nine, surviving 9-11. So what does that look like to you? I, I think that's a day that if you were alive and over the age of five, you'll always remember that day in your mind, always. Tell us yeah. about surviving that. What did that look like? Yeah, I mean, I remember the day of starting out like any other Tuesday. It was just the beginning of the school year. I'm more worried about is my outfit cute, you know, who am I going to ask to senior prom and thinking about college essays because I was, I was a senior in high school. And I remember on that day seeing the first plane hit the World Trade Center and having no idea what was going on. It was still that feeling of like, is this a mistake? Like, did you know, some form of error? And it wasn't in today's time where everybody has a cell phone and information is immediately available to all of us pretty much at the drop of the hat, mm -hmm. World Trade Center was our cell phone tower and cell phones were very, very verboten at school. So we really had no way of reaching out to our parents, to friends, to figure out what was even really going on, even if we were two blocks away. Um, and that was, that was probably the very first day that I realized that adults didn't have all the answers. That was, you know, because up until that point, I'd always been listening to what other people told me I was supposed to do. I was just following that path, you know, go to college, do all these different things. And on that day, I started to realize like, wait a second, there are people who are telling me what to do, but they don't necessarily know what's actually right or 
anything, you know, like the, the subways were completely shut down. We had no cell service. Like, so literally they send us, um, they evacuated us into basically what looked like a war zone. Um, and we were just sent to like wander the streets to figure out a way home basically. And, mm. you know, like, again, we have no clue what's going on in terms of, uh, it wasn't clear that it was a terrorist attack. Like um, there was that feeling I still remember like on the day of, um, of realizing the date as 911 and being, and like having that second plane hit and realize like, this is not a drill. This is not a joke. Um, there's like something really wrong going right going on right now and having no clue on like um is the attack over is you know like any of these different things it was it was really frightening um but gave me a sense too that life is not infinite mm -hmm. at any moment in time you know we can be caught up in the cute boys and the and the senior prom but really all we have is today and so it started to get me in this place where I started to think about life differently. I still definitely went down the paths that uh, felt good and still were in alignment with much of what the adults were telling me. I went to, I, I'm great at math and I love money and business. So I went to business school, got a degree in accounting and finance, worked on Wall Street after, after college uh, and worked in debt capital markets uh, for Credit Suisse up until the time of the global financial crisis. So mm -hmm. in the global financial crisis, as subprime debt was um, blowing up, let's just put it that way. Um, and many people were getting laid off, many banks were closing. I, you know, the day that my boss uh, got laid off, I started to read the, the writing on the wall. and was mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, I know that my time here is finite. Like I need some form of plan for what comes next here. And so, you know, I mean, I thought about the things that make more sense, like working at a hedge fund or working for a, a different investment firm and doing all these different things, maybe going back to school to get my MBA. But as soon as that thought popped into my head, I heard a, a small voice come in and say, now, if you go to cul if you go to school, it's gonna be culinary. And I was like, what? Like, that makes no sense. That makes, that makes zero sense <laughs> because I have a deadly peanut allergy. I've had this experience in the past of a voice that comes in that doesn't make any sense, zero sense of like, what, like take an umbrella, don't, don't eat this, why not? It's my favorite food. Um, and it saved me at many different times in my life to listen to that voice that makes no sense. So I've learned to listen to my intuition. And when I heard it again this time, I was like, okay, you make no sense. But you know, if I think about it, even after six hour or six days of working every single week, six to seven days, 12 to 14 hour days, I would still go home, Pauline, and I would wanna cook. Mm. I would wanna turn on the stove. I'd wanna turn on the oven and make something. And it wasn't even about me eating it. I just wanted to make something with my hands. And I was like, okay, this does not make any sense, but there is something special to this that I can be exhausted after a long day and, fall, and still wanna do this. That means something. So. I took the leap, went to culinary school, uh, ended up meeting my husband in culinary school. And he and I, like the way that we met, it was so funny. We we were both like vying for top of the class. You know, so he, like, he and I, we had this like healthy, friendly competition going on. I will admit he won. <laughs> so he was top of the class. I was a very close number two. Um, but over that, you know, we, we developed friendship. We developed like a relationship and as we, as we thought about, you know, the future, what we wanted to build together, we had this mm -hmm. amazing dream 
of opening restaurants together and he would be the person who would who would handle all the create creative in terms of like the restaurant and I was like okay I'll do like the operations and the business that's like my forte Mm -hmm. Um, and so we worked at all these different restaurants in San Francisco and in New York learning and honing our different skills and uh, at one point because of my culinary background and because of my business background I actually was able to rise uh, really quickly up the ranks uh, for a restaurateur who's based in New York and like, you know, had like two promotions in the period of like six months. They wow. asked me to take on this crazy, um, crazy project where I was opening nine different restaurants in two different states all on the same day. Wow. And that is amazing. Person, yeah. A normal person would say no, especially when you looked at the bandwidth of what I was taking care of, which was like getting each of these locations up and running, designing the kitchen, coming up with the menus, making sure that they have all their products, like all the, all the logistical stuff that was going on. But I was, I was in, I love a challenge. And I thought I would bet that the same is true about you, Colleen, that you love a challenge. I do. I, 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 I do because I get bored easy. Exactly. Yeah. So this was as crazy as it sounds, this was a challenge to me and I was in for it. So, you know, there were some signs early on that like, you know, I was under a lot more stress. Like I was breaking out in hives more often. Mm. But the thing is, you know, like I could cover that up with a chef's coat. You know, nobody would see it. I was like, okay, I'm still fine. Like I can keep going. Up until the morning of opening day, when I woke up in a hotel room in DC and noticed a huge pile of hair on my pillow. And I was like, what is this? I I had no clue. So I walked over to the bathroom mirror and noticed a huge bald spot. Mm. about the size of a quarter right here on my head. And again, I had nine restaurants to open that day. So what did I do? I I brushed it over. And I don't know how many other women who are listening right now can relate to something is going on in my body. Something is telling me something is wrong, but I have things to take care of. I have a family. I have, I have team I have people who are relying on me and counting on me so I'm going to brush aside what's going on inside me to take care of what everybody else needs and I think that's exactly I think women do do that exactly what you're saying that they push that themselves aside and not they don't listen to what their body's telling you and I've had so many people I've talked to that have, we're having heart attacks or we're having something going on and they listened and they were able to catch it. So how, yes. what was your next step once you, because you, you obviously went in and opened up those restaurants that same day, combed it over. And then what happened? What did that look like after that? Yeah. So after that, immediately after I was focused on the restaurants, I focused on what needed to happen. I didn't, I honestly did not give myself space and time to really process what happened until about two weeks later when I finally went home. In the privacy of my home bathroom, I could finally take that that brave face off. Mm -hmm. And I could really look at myself in the mirror and see what I had done because it wasn't just the balding. It wasn't just the bones. It wasn't just the, the, the hives. I had developed bone spurs that I was covering up with um, you know, with custom orthotics so that I could be a little bit more comfortable, but still couldn't stand in the kitchen for, for more than a few hours anymore. 
I had low back pain that sometimes made it impossible for me to get out of bed. And so, you know, I bought a more comfortable bed to make sure that I was comfortable, but I kept doing these things. I saw myself doing these things to cover up what was going on. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. The, the balding was a wake up call. And I was like, I've, I've got to do something different. And that night when my husband finally came home, I showed him the bald spot. And I could see in his eyes, you know, the sadness and, and the worry he had for me. And he just embraced me and was like, all right, time to follow the dream and move to Hawaii. And, I, and as he, I felt his support, I told him about, you know, I, I saw this, the pain and the anger and the frustration and all the things that I had a struggle with up until then, like, I wanted to let it all go. And so I told him, you know, like, yeah, I want to start my own business. I want to, I want to stop struggling with my weight. I want to break out of my introverted shell. I want to do all these things. I want to live, you know, the life that I've always dreamed of. I don't want to be held back anymore. He was a hundred percent on board. He was wow. ready for it. He was like, yes, let's go do that. I'm in, but Diana, what's, what's going to make this time different? He asked. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I mean, we've moved before. You've changed jobs before. What makes this time different? And as sweet as he was being, as honest as he was being, I was livid. I was ready to smack him across the face. How dare he, you know, like question me when I'm in the middle of telling him about my dream. But I realized, you know what? He's right. I have moved. I have changed jobs. Mm-hmm. I have changed my whole life so my life could change. And here I am still in this place where I'm feeling dissatisfied, frustrated, mm-hmm. stuck, stressed out. Something isn't working. And the common denominator in my problems, as much as I didn't want to admit it, as much as I wanted to say that it was the high stress jobs and, you know, like the lack of support from my team, all these different things, the common denominator was me. And that meant that in order for things to change, I had to change. Something about me had to be different. So I worked with healers and went to coaches, was super, super reluctant. You know, I was always one of those people who was like, I can handle things on my own. Mm-hmm. But I realized that that wasn't working. I had to do something different. So I, I worked with different healers, um, got into energy healing, and then also worked with a few mentors, including Mary Morrissey and Bob Proctor, in understanding the law of attraction. Because what became clear to me was that I was working hard and that helped me achieve a certain level of success. But there were people who were not working as hard as I was, who were more successful than I was. They weren't sick like I was. And that meant to me that there must be a smarter way to work that doesn't involve me getting sick, me struggling, me resentful, because I feel like the burden just falls all on me. There's got to be a smarter way. So I started to look for it. And that was where I really discovered how um, when I looked at everything I was doing more and everything that was around me as energy, I was able to move through those blocks. Like literally I struggled with my weight pretty much my whole life and my body image. And it wasn't until I started using energy healing that I was able to overcome that. It wasn't until I was used some of these same techniques that I used to heal myself from that place of, of burnout and trauma and, and go through that, um, the transformation of, um, well, so one of the things I didn't mention because of all these health issues, I actually ended up destroying that dream 
that my husband and I had. So our dream originally was to move to Hawaii and start restaurant businesses together as like a power chef couple. And now we couldn't do that. And the reason we couldn't do that was because I was more focused on a goal than I was on what really mattered. And I was so willing to give up everything to reach that goal that I didn't even realize that I ended up giving up a dream. And so there was a lot of pain and loss in that time. And the coaching and the healing um, really helped me navigate that. And when I got through all that and saw that, wow, there is a way to work smarter. There's a way to move energy and be more, be more efficient with what I'm doing so that I can get better results with less hard work, still working, but less stress and struggle. And it opened me up to being like, wow, yeah, now I can do this with my, now I can do this with weight loss. I could do this with being introverted. I could do it with everything that's held me back up until now. And that was just so powerful to me. So even though I'm super shy, like want to talk to nobody, hide in the closet, like under the covers all day long, um, if you can imagine that, that's like the natural me. Mm. But I realized that I had stories that I had to share. And that even though it wasn't comfortable for me, that what mattered more than anything as I was emerging from this pain was to turn it into purpose. And so that was how I ended up becoming a life coach, um, writing Manifest Your Dreams, um, doing the work that I do now as an international speaker, helping people, empowering them to take the ingredients in life that look like they're rotting, that look like they're bitter, unpalatable, sour, take those ingredients and transform them. Because when we work, in my work as a chef, one of the things that really elevates food when you're working in like Michelin starred restaurants, all that different stuff, is understanding that it's really about nuance of flavor and mm. like bringing, bringing contrast into to something that you're having gives you the ability for each thing to stand out and stand up on its own even more and shine even more brightly than it could without that, that note on the other side. So chefs use a lot of bitter ingredients. They use a lot of acid. They use a lot of things that maybe on their own would be unpalatable. Mm -hmm. But when you combine them with skill and when you use them as just a simple ingredient in that final dish, what you're able to do is add nuance and richness and depth that you never could have had if you didn't go through that painful experience. And so that's what I believe can happen for us in life too. When we have these bitter, painful, unpalatable ingredients, we can use them, we can transform them, use them as something that creates nuance in our life, that creates depth, that creates a richness that we never would have had if it weren't for what we went through. And so I chose to take my pain and find purpose in it. And that's what I get to do now. And I love that I get to help other people avoid making some of those same mistakes um, in terms of working hard and thinking that that's what's gonna lead us to greater success. The truth is that we can work smarter and achieve our dreams and live a life that we'd absolutely love. You know what? Wow. Um, that's a lot of stuff you, you know, there was, that's a lot of pivoting and shifting and, <laughs> and persevering and, and taking lemons and making lemonade, you know, 
So this is amazing. And you got to cook for the president of the United States, which is cool. People need that. And I think people need that because they get so stuck on, if you want to talk about your analogy, they get so stuck on the, the this is bitter and this is acidy and this is sour. But when a person who knows how to mix them, they can create something that's wonderful and delicious and, and all the different flavors create one new flavor. And I think that's, that's, it's so important. And I think that's important to, for women, because women put ourselves aside and it's all about the kids and the husband and the, um, you know, the job and the PTA and all the sports or whatever it happens to be. And then sometimes they forget about who they are yeah. and they lost, they lose themselves in that. Yeah. And, and I believe that our body is giving us nudges the whole time saying, Hey, like, pay attention. I, I need help. And we're so willing to put our bodies, our health on the sidelines. And it's as if we forget mm -hmm. that it's our body that we need in order to do all those things. And, and so I love helping women start to see, redevelop that relationship with themselves and also May, understanding, you know, like, yeah, you have a million things to do. So how do we have solutions and techniques that can work when you don't have all the time in the world for like a four hour self-care routine? How do we mm -hmm. create, you know, real, real life strategies and real life solutions for those of us who don't have a ton of time, but do want to have a better mindset, do want to feel better. And I'm all about creating solutions and offering, um, strategies that are along those lines that really work and are and understand real life if somebody wanted to get a hold of you how would they go about doing that yeah uh, so if someone is interested in learning just a little bit more about me what I teach you can check out my website which is dianagremion.com so that's just my full name d-i-a-n-a-g-r-e million.com you can also find me on Instagram at diana.gremillion. Um, and if you're interested in the book that I wrote, where I, I lay out this four-step process, how you can do it in 15 minutes, and how this process, I love it because it's literally my own stress-tested, but also my clients stress-tested. <laughs> um, it's stress-tested to work. And what it requires of us to, to experience a shift from that place of extreme stress to living the life of our dreams, 15 minutes a day, mm. four steps. Can they, is, where can they buy that? Is that on Amazon? Yeah, so it's on Amazon. You can get Manifest Your Dreams on Amazon. The easiest way is to look me up by name, so D-I-A-N-A-G-R-E million. Um, or if you want a signed copy, you can actually get it on my website. Go to dianagrevion.com slash manifest hyphen your hyphen dreams, and you'll be able to get uh, a signed copy where I do a personalized dream dedication for you. Um, and I would love to, to send a book to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Diane, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your journey. It, I, I thought myself personally, it was powerful and impactful, the things that you went through and not, you know, we're not talking a lifetime, you know, where somebody's 85 years old or not. This is the short time and you were able to 
turn it around and live your dreams without all the stress. So thank you yeah. so much for that. And all right, everyone, that was, that would be it for today's interview. And we just want to give Diane a, a big thank you. Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you so much, Colleen. It was great to chat with you today.